All right, everybody. I'm welcoming three guests today to our podcast, and I'm going to let you guys each talk about yourselves. Um, we have Tiffany Van Tilburg Boer, right? Am I saying that right? You can just from, say Boer. Yeah. Okay, from Ohio, and she's with Inspire Dance and Tumble. And we have Tessa Madrigal Gusmer. Am I saying that right? Yes. Thanks, Mindy. <laughs> yeah, from Andover, and she's with Urban Dance Production. And her brother, they're together, and they're. And I'm sorry, I don't know your name. It's okay. My name is Ben Madrigal, and yeah, it's it's it. Yeah. So yeah, we both own Urban Dance Productions with our parents. Parents. We, yeah. Yeah. When we oh. started in 2015, and now we're here in 20. <laughs> Before, so yeah, yeah, yep. that's amazing. So, yeah. uh, well, Tiffany had asked the question ba basically, Tiffany, if you want to kind of say it again, otherwise, I can say it. But the question I love to do podcasts on questions, actual questions that people have, and yeah. yours, yours was about your kids getting to more of an elite level. Maybe, maybe just talk about it and we can expound on it. Is that okay? I don't mean to put you on the spot. Sure. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, so we are in year 16 and we really started from scratch. We're in a very rural area that has, you know, had never had any, anything danced before. And so uh, we've really had to build and also not always easy to get teachers uh, that have a lot of experience or certifications. And we've been lucky um, to find some good ones. But um, so now in year 16, we're to the point where our dancers are getting really good. Um, we've built the foundation and we um, we just can't seem to get them over the hump. Like they're, they're lacking precision. They're still sloppy. Um, they can do the tricks. They can do the advanced choreography, but we just can't seem to get them um, together. And so our process has been, you know, do it again, do it again, do it again. And um, and I have one particular teacher that's really tough on them. She loves them and they know that, but she's really tough. And we had a really tough practice the other night and <clears throat> just ha having kids like wanting to quit. And um, it just seems like whenever we push them really hard, then they, they just kind of crumble. And so um, just trying to figure out what is the best way to push them really hard, but keep them loving dance and, you know them knowing we love them <laughs> right oh that's a that's an awesome question and I have so many thoughts on that that I could talk about but I'll let Tessa and, and Ben if you want to expound on that at all yeah so when we because kind of even background kind of into the answer kind of somewhat of a question we started in 2016 and we opened and Minnesota is a big area for huge dance studios I mean the dance community is just it's insane it's there's so much of it and it's great because there's something for everyone mm -hmm. but we kind of had to figure out what was that something that we because we just fell within this like I mean like you kind of needed to like we started from scratch and we're like we're gonna do the rep mm -hmm. program and do this and we're gonna have a competition team and our production has to be in columns of and then all yeah. these people and it, it was like this this thing that we grew up in that we felt as though needed to be what is what made a dance studio dance studio. And so um, COVID happened, obviously, and there was a lot of like refocus and reset that we had to do on our end in the sense of like, this is like bigger picture for more individuals. Because once they graduate, it's the whole like, I don't know if I want to dance anymore. What are the other opportunities? So we have kids that are at like, we have a dancer at Berkeley. She goes to Boco. She's in her dance degree. I have a dancer at NYU. I have dancers on dance teams. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, 
I think once we've started to refocus and reset like the bigger picture for them, I think that's when, okay, there are more options and it's not just, I guess, because there are kids and we tell the kids this all the time. Like there are kids that get to the point once they graduate, where like, you don't have to be a professional dancer. You don't have to take do this. Yeah. You don't have to do this dance thing anymore, but the life lessons that we're giving you can go in as simple as a job, as simple as being a good friend, as simple as like these lifelong skills we want to teach them that we really hone in on. It's like, I think once we've started to open and kind of reconfigure that idea of like what makes you here like valuable in this time, I think they started to almost see like a, almost like their lens kind of became a little less foggy because I, I mean, I think it's just where we, I graduated in 2012. And so for me, it was like, that was the end of like the era of like where kids I mean, we were at the studio from like the minute we got off of school until 10, 11 at night. I mean, we were there five, six days a week and these kids are here. Not as much of that. I mean, that was, I think I'd say the schedule's close ours is, but it's not as extensive as some of these kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like, you know, you can't really tell them like, as we could tell them as much as we want to, like you guys, you know, like you guys imagine being in our time and, you know, all these things like that. And then when we started to kind of implement a lot of like, what we used to do or like our teachers were very personable with us so it came down to like I mean Tessa does like journaling with them during their PBT classes takes time to just talk about like real life human things and I mean I'll be honest I've had days where I walked in the studio and I'm like I'm done I can't do this and, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'll walk out and test it I'm like get in class because I don't want to be in there and and I it came to a point where I had to own up to like yeah is that the most like I wouldn't say not appropriate thing but it's like is that it was that the best reaction for myself so I started to own as a person own your own behavior yeah you're more or less yeah and i've been that way too where you're ready to lose it and i think we've all been there and you you sometimes just have to walk away and refocus and yes sometimes i have to say to myself you know is this the most mature reaction i can be demonstrating to my kids right that's well i'm going back to the comment that um that that's all just awesome, Ben. I love, yeah, love sure. that. And kids have changed, I feel, but yes. I, you know, since COVID, I think we're all dealing with that, but I still feel kids want to be good. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel when I hear the stuff about the, I was reading your, your, that they get frustrated sometimes when they get pushed really hard. And I think for me, what has worked is going back to the culture and having kids help push kids. So sometimes what you need to do is separate those kids out that are your, your diehards, you know, your kids that are, your kids are the ones that would eat, sleep and drink dance, have them help, help pull the other ones kind of kicking and screaming. I don't really mean that, but sometimes you have to reset. I do a lot behind the scenes with my leaders or, and they're not maybe you do that too. Not yeah. Maybe, they're not maybe leaders with a name or a label like captain, but they're the ones that care. They're the ones that are willing to be pushed and want to be good. And the other thing that I think I do, I mean, I I, I kind of chuckle when I listen to when you guys started because I'm so damn old. Um, <laughs> that that it's funny, but um, you know, kids are kids. I don't think you know. I think that we as a, the leaders need to figure out how hard to push them. And and I love that you're trying, that you're, you're imparting life lessons. That's so important. And, mm-hmm. and all that is important, but I still like, I hear, like I, I read on 
some of these Facebooks and people are saying, oh, our kids don't want to be pushed. And somebody said the other day, you can't teach them tightness and how to push hard. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I feel like you can teach it. But, you know, it's funny because I, I I use this a lot, but I had an acro teacher at our studio, a gymnastics teacher, and he was 75 and he couldn't do it anymore. He was, he had had award-winning gymnastics program at our high school. And I had him come in and just do it a couple of days a week. And I said, Dave, how do you get them to do this when you can't do it? And he goes, you teach one. Mm-hmm. And then that one teaches everyone else. And I've used that a lot for a lot of my thought process is that you, you get one to do it and it's going to spread to the other kids. And just as negativity spreads, which is not a good thing, you know, I would say one bad apple spoils the whole bunch, but you get a couple of great apples and that's going to spread to your whole bunch too. So I think what you're trying to inspire that, oh, and I kind of got off track. (laughs) I think something that people don't do enough as coaches is talk to the kids. The whys, why are we doing this? Why are we making you do it again over and over and over? Because we're trying to achieve this and we're trying to achieve that. And, you know, I'm in a position right now with just winning state that I'm, you know, we hadn't won state for 25 years and we won this year. And I'm trying to put my finger on what was different, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think what was one thing that was different is we knew we had the dance like the choreography, we just knew we had it. And I think our kids knew that. So it made them push harder because they knew they could maybe achieve what they wanted to achieve. And I feel, I always use this saying, if people think something is either more likely or less likely to occur, they act in a manner to either make it happen or make it not happen. And, and, and that's so true. Like if you think there is no way you're going to win something, you don't put in the effort. Don't put any, yeah. Yeah. No, you just don't put in the effort. And, you know, I remember someone coming to our practice once and she had coached in the Metro and she happened to be up in Brainerd. And she said, when I walk in, I just feel this difference that your kids think they're eventually going to be great. You know, they think mm-hmm. they're eventually going to, going to make it, you know? So I think that mindset, Tiffany, with your kids, when you're trying to, you know, change that culture, the mindset is what you have to work on the most. And it sounds like you have a great teacher that's, you know, willing to drill it and, you know, okay, let's just talk drilling a little bit. Like I watch some people at competitions and they just put it on from beginning to end. And I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You know, let's break it down into manageable sections and let's good. You know, and something else I would say is try to have people come in and watch from another, either alumni or I know this year when we, we were sitting with our routine that, that we love so much, how do we keep it going? So we, we brought in different people to come in and watch practice and make it more exciting. And guess what happens? They try a little harder when that person, when that person is watching. So that would be other advice. So Pipe in. I don't mean to sit and give a. No, you're great. A a monologue. Um, We have a system where Ben will set choreography and then I'll come in and I will clean. Um, And the kids just kind of know they're like, this is Miss Tessa time. And so they kind of like buckle up and they're like, we're ready. 
Um, but this is just a system that, and I think it helps so much too, Cindy, with the, um, with the alumni or with just the culture yeah. that, that has mm-hmm. been built because they know like once the choreography set, like this is, this is like cleaning time, this is go time. And then when I get my eyes on it, we, we also have a small staff. Um, and so, well, it's about 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 wide. Um, but like between ballet and our acro and things like that, but, um, we all have different eyes and we've all had different experiences yeah we've all different experiences and so the way that I clean is definitely different than the way that our other staff Miss Noir cleans and she has um a a dance degree from New York so it's like there's there's different experiences but with that it's like we do break it down into smaller sections but also taking it from top to bottom but then also working backwards I know we we this is a newer thing that we started implementing, but we take it in A, B, and C sections. And then the C section is kind of that final push of your dance. We often say like final push, final push. Um, and so in that C section, it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's the hardest part. Yeah. I think it's just that final push. It's that section where the kids st- kind of start to get sloppy. Their muscles disengage, their minds start to check out. Um, and so we have a lot of like sayings. We have um, like a mind over body, which one of our coaches used to say all the time, one of my high school dance team coaches, um, mind over body. And so once that that switch happens of like, my body wants to give up so hard, like your body is literally fatigued. You've been working on this for hours. Once your mind gets to switch that and say, no, like my mind is so much powerful than my body is telling me right now, we're going to push through and we're going to say this mind over body in this C-section. That um, is so true. Yeah. 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 And so I think that's that's something that has worked really well for us. Um, but just like getting the choreographer in there or whoever is going to set that, have them step away for a minute, have somebody else come in. I love Please. that because, you, yeah. can, you know, I know myself, I get bored very easily. And <laughs> I, I, I would need, you know, the season is long, especially, you know, the season is long. And so to keep it coming, I love having other people come in. I think that that's so fun. And you know what? They always see something that you don't see too. That's exactly it. Yeah. And they might say one thing that's going to connect with your kids to make them work harder. And sometimes you got to pay these people to come in and, and, and sometimes you can just have alumni or a fellow, you know, we, you know, with our network, sometimes our directors will switch programs I'll go watch yours if you watch mine. If you have a friend that you can associate with, or you know, this year um, I was lucky that so Maggie Velasco, she's friends with Travis Cahill. I know you know who Travis Cahill is. Yeah. And so she got Travis to come into our practice, and I think our kids thought that they had died and gone to heaven. <laughs> and they they have never worked so hard. But Maggie, she has a daughter at our studio, and she used to coach at Maple Grove in Burnsville. She was on Burnsville, I believe. So she has a lot of history and she came in and watched a couple practices. And just sometimes the way that she said it made my kids respond differently. It obviously yeah. things I know and yeah. that you know, but sometimes hearing it from someone else. So I think that's one big takeaway from this talk. So Tiff, yeah. Tiffany, what else? Like, um, would you say you're still in the process of building your kids' culture to want to be highly competitive? I think they want to, I, um, I think my, um, main question when I, what I was, um, getting it struggling with when I put this post out there was, um, 
I guess too, as a studio owner, trying to um, understand, you know, like, um, so <clears throat> some of the some of the complaints or whatever that I heard after working the other night with um, the kids working with this teacher were just, um, you know, Miss So and So's no fun anymore. Miss, um, she is um, <clears throat> like we don't want to take her class next year. Um, you know, she's so is she going to be mean today or nice today you know like the and this teacher is a beloved teacher at our studio okay, and okay. she's um she's good i mean she's she's a good teacher uh yeah. she's a competition judge and um so i think she knows like what um she wants and what they need but um i, I don't know um because I didn't dance at this level as a dancer when okay. I was young. Um, I, I danced, but I didn't dance at this kind of level that our kids are at. And mm -hmm. so I don't always know as a studio owner, because um, like when I talk to this teacher, you know, she'll just say things like, um, like kind of like you guys were saying, you know, whenever I say like, well, can you do a private another time? Like nine o'clock is too late. You know, she's like, I was in the studio from, you know, yeah. like the yeah. time I got off. So she's kind of like a little bit old school in that. Like she doesn't have much mercy, I guess. Yeah. Um, for kids. And so I don't always know like, okay, do I need to just support her in that and, and be like, yep, that's how it is. Or cause I tend to have a little bit more compassion for the kids. Okay. Um, so you need that balance. About, I think, like, yeah. How, how much, should I allow her to just continue like push, push, pushing? Um, and when do I need to, you know, advise her a little differently, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> I've got to think for a second. <clears throat> I, I think I, I don't know her. what it's like to have a team that like how hard you can push and, and you can push hard. I think you can yeah. push pretty darn hard, you know, and I think you bring it back to the kids again and, and say to them, I was never at your level. And I just want, you know, you know, what might be really cool is to get some high level kids from other teams and bring yes. a zoom together of the kids. Yes. I've thought about that. I think yeah. that's what we need. Oh, I can do that for sure. And it'd be fun. I did it one summer with captains. Oh my gosh, we couldn't turn it off. I mean, like they kept talking and talking. So it took a while to get going, but I think, it, I think, talking about the whys and, and if you bring them to competition and they see other levels that they want to achieve, I think that's important too. And I mean, I'm all, yeah. I, I, I guess there's a lot of studios that don't have competition and I totally support that too. It's a different, you know, we, we have a lot of rec teams and they thrive at our studio, but I do think you have to have a level where kids want to push and, and, it is, it's culture change. It might be, you know, like she's saying she was there till that late. She probably was a kid that was, you know, we have kids that are at the studio six days a week. And then on Sunday, they're in there practicing their solos. So right. then seven days a week, you know, our kids train, you know, I was, somebody said, oh my gosh, how do you guys, I'm like, okay, in the summer, they weight lift twice a week. They mm -hmm. take LA twice a week in the summer. They take our our dance class with the coaches twice a week. Um, you know, they're in the summer and they're, they're probably in the studio six, seven days, a week, not six, seven days. I, I mean to say hours, you know, they're, they're taking a lot of hours and then they go to camp. Some of them go to two camps, you know, so it is, 
it, but but then but then from the other side, if you offer the rec classes for the kids that don't want to, they want to be in you know basketball or they want to be in volleyball and they still want to dance a little bit. If you offer that, that's great because you have. I feel like you have two kinds of students. Well, many more than two kinds, but you you know what I'm saying. You you, you need to provide a rec environment for those that don't want to be the diehards. But then you, if you're trying to get to a certain level at your studio, you got to push, you know, I mean, I feel like you do. So. Yeah. I think, I think they do want to be, you know, like sometimes even there's the, like I have an older dancer this year, that's a sophomore. And, you know, there was a murmuring that she wanted to go to the studio that we always see winning at competition, you know, and it's like, I just met with her and um, just kind of talking about it and like, what, you know, what are you, what do you feel like you're missing? And, um, and I, and I asked her, I was like, you know, I think if you went to that studio, you know, you probably would do better because I think you would push yourself harder. And I said, do you agree with me? Do you agree that if you went there, you would push harder? And she's like, yeah. And um, so, you know, I think it's just um, for some reason, we're just at that, like trying to get over that hump. Hump, You are, I can tell you're just on the, you're just on the ready to unleash your kids and have them go to that next level. I can just tell, but I think you did the right thing talking with her. You know, you did the right thing talking with her because, you know, I would say lack of communication is filled in with negativity, you know, and when you're, you're trying to build that business too, you don't want them to go to the studio down the street. You're going to have that happen, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to talk to them and, and, you know, you, you said something that I, I say a lot when you said, would you push yourself harder if you were with that other group? And I'll say that to our kids too. Like if you were on Eastview, that's our big competitor, mm-hmm. would you be trying harder? If you were standing next to the kids from Wyzetta, would you be trying harder? And you don't want to say yes. You, you want to be like, no, I'm trying my hardest right now, but yeah. act the way that you want to be. And then you're going to get there. If you, you know, I know like my daughter, when, when she was in high school, um, she, she was probably the best one on our team. And when she got on camp staff, everybody was the best person from their team, you know, on the, on the camp staff. So what do you do? You bump up a level because you, and she realized inadvertently, you realize I wasn't maxing out how good I could have been. You know, so I think sometimes a neat thing to do is maybe bring in kids from other studios or bring them somewhere where they have to push a little harder and they'll find out what's in there. The other thing that um, I think these other kids just become that good, you know, it's like they need yeah. to hear from a, like a kid from that studio to say, like, are you kidding me? Like, you only have to be here three days a week and you're yeah. expecting to win. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're not going to, a lot of people want to be champions without wanting to put the work in. The work, yeah. And it, there's, there's a lot of dark days, you know, where you're pushing hard when you don't feel like it. And I, I feel like we, that's where I feel the motivation that you give the kids is the number one thing you can do at your studio. You can have tech, all everything, but you got to teach them to want it and to have that push. Yeah. So you were going to say something, Ben. Yeah. Um, I guess we were kind of talking about earlier about the studio culture of it. I know like the first three, probably three to four, maybe five years, we were like, okay, like we have, we're doing the things, we're doing these steps, we're, you know, doing how everyone else would do it. And then we got to the point in that shift of like, what do we want for our program? 
it's our program. We have to make that choice ourselves. Everyone else is doing something different and that's okay. But we, we want to be another something that we can offer people that isn't, you know, and we parents come out all the time and we tell them, we're like, this might not be the best fit for you. And, and that's that okay. okay. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And so yeah. we lead with that as what we want to stay true to as our brand and what we're trying to build. And so I think it was year four after COVID, it was a year after COVID. We were like, there was a weird dynamic, kind of a weird shift. We took accountability for like things that we were doing that maybe like wasn't the best in the sense of like business aspect things. And so what we did is we did a giant parent survey and we were like at the end of the season and it was like, what competitions did you like? Uh, what conventions do you want to travel to? Where, do you want to go out of state for nationals? Do you like having ballet on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays? Do you like having them on whatever? And more so giving them, and like we tell our parents, we will hear you out, but we aren't always going to take that suggestion, but we mm-hmm. still want to hear you. So like that for us, when we did that, it was, was like, our, guy, that, like that shifted our whole, like just what we wanted to. I mean, we got to see a different perspective of it, but I think, seeing what the because the kids go home and they talk to their parents so um, obviously they're, and they're, they're paying for it they're your exactly, clients. Yeah, yes, and I, think yeah. a, I think a lot of studios forget they're your clients you need yes. to listen to them you you yes. need yeah i mean yeah. you've got to at the end of the day you still have to do what you feel is right but you want to sure. get feedback you know you really want to they're your clients and i think that's yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. that's that's a good idea to get parents yeah, feedback. yeah for yeah. sure and then the dancers go and the dancers go home and then it's like we always, we told our parents, like, include your dancers in on this to the extent that you want them to be. So they got to kind of change, to kind of choose their narrative with what they wanted for the answers and the responses. And um, the kids were like, it kind of got, got them talking about like, oh, like they're talking about a convention. They're talking about traveling or they're talking about that kind of sparks like another thing for them in the sense of like, I mean, obviously follow through is like, it's another part of it. So that is something that you're serious about. Obviously put it in the survey. But I think the biggest thing was, we started to give the kids more of like, I guess, control over their narrative is when things started to shift. So like, you know, whether it was a parent survey, whether, and this is just like what we've done recently and it's kind of worked for us. This is very kind of sporadic, but we do, um, I don't set all my pieces right away. I don't start in September and say, here are my dances. So the first like three to four months is like strictly just training, Mm -hmm. like technique, PBT, um, acro, all these things. And then it's go time and like industry standard. I mean, like I, I danced for Pulse growing up. I still travel and dance. I teach all over. Like I tell the kids, I'm like you, I take my kids with me and um, do like obviously also choreography and they're used to just being like, I'm like, okay, arm here, go, go, go. And then also they're like hitting it. And there's like, no, there's not a misstep. There's nothing like the standard isn't that you should be learning choreography. The standard is that you should just catch on to it. Like the, the oh. minute I, and, and teaching wise too, we told the kids this when I started, I was like, I think everyone's like, well, how do you get the kids to do this? Or how do you, and I would, I wouldn't give them the question of like, can you can try you? and do yeah. that? I'm like, okay, I want you to go here. Like my confidence and my tone yep. and how I teach has to be like, I, okay, I need you to do this. And I need you to do this. Okay. I need you to do four pirouettes on it. Oh, you don't have it. Okay. We'll get it. Keep going. Like just keep moving forward. Yeah. You don't, like, always, well, yeah, yes, you, yeah. You don't let them complain. You don't let them, you know, there's and not I, a room for like, yeah, there's not room yeah. for it. And I think they get to the point too. Where, like how your typical class, like we have, a you know a hip-hop class say of like a group of like 18 um how would you what does that look like so from September to whatever you do just strictly training and then you started and like how many class like how long are those classes and how many classes does it take to like learn the choreo yeah so what we do okay so like let's say for example just for our hip-hop like we have a couple different hip-hop teams um for our like our company so like group hip-hop it's our oldest one 
September through end of November, I would say mid-December, we just do combos and phrase work. So I kind of test out the waters with like more of like labbing ideas. So it's more so like, then I kind of get to kids like asking like, oh, is this going to be our dance? And I'm like, no, this is just a combo. And then like, you know, just you see what they're interested in. And so it kind of helps you refocus what they, you know, you're as you're drawing their your narrative you're allowing them to kind of guess and figure out what they want to do for theirs and so it's kind of like a this back and forth game and then it's it creates more of a fun environment so i'm like dancing full out with my kids when it comes to like whether it's hip-hop or contemporary or whatever and i'm and the kids love that because it's more and i will call out groups i'm like okay let's do this more of like a combo class class. and it gives them you know the the skills of pick up on choreo- retaining choreography, yeah, yeah. adding textures in there instead of just waiting to clean it to have those moments and things like that. So it, that for us through on a December before break is usually yeah. where we hit that, and then we get into break and then we come back from break and we do choreography weekends. So no, we'll do we like do it so differently. So, that, that's yeah. fine. I mean, everybody's different. Like at our our studio, we have um, well, we have a Halloween show for our little kids. Yes, yeah. so they're getting out there early, you know, for our littles. But then for our older kids, we do a holiday show in December yeah. or we do it Thanksgiving weekend. So our kids, it's it's probably similar, but different. Yeah. They, they yeah. Do, uh, like for hip hop, for example, because hip hop would be a hard one to keep them going all year. You can't mm-hmm. be, you know, I mean, yeah, you can be doing across the floor hip hop technique. But yeah. um, for us, we do a, a routine that's a what am I trying to say, like a production number at the mm-hmm. holiday show. So each group section is shorter, but it gets them out there performing and it'll be like, uh, you know, so, so we do it differently, but they're, yeah. they're still pushing all year. And yeah. 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 Okay. So the last thing, um, and I want to make sure Tiffany, if you have any more questions, but um, one of the things you had in there was how to keep it fun. And, you know, you were saying Ben, how you do it with them and they like it. That's one example is, you have to be a fun teacher and make it fun. And I think that's one of the things we forget a lot is, you know, yeah, it's hard work, but you can be a, you can be funny when you're teaching. You, yeah. I would go, how do someone asked, how do you keep your practices fun? And I'm like, well, we have Allie with us and she's hilarious. And yeah. so all of a sudden she's dan- uh, talking in British accent and pretty sh- soon she, you know, she just does weird <laughs> with them and they yeah. love it. But yeah. I, how you say things is, keeps it fun too. I mean, I think <clears throat> the pressure you put on them can be done in a positive way and not have to be, you know, I, I look at some coaches, I, I've watched practices where I'm like, oh no, no, no. It's like, you got to get this. You guys suck. You, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I would never say that. You know, I would probably say, oh, you guys, we got a lot of work to do. Let's pull, yeah. together. Let's pull together and get this. It, and I always put me in the mix, like we, because you don't ever say you look terrible because if they look terrible, you look terrible too. You talk, you know, yeah. take that ownership of the class. And so that's like when sometimes, yeah. And I mean, everybody has their moments where mm-hmm. you, you get, you get angry, but you have to learn to reel it in. And I know with our coaching staff, you know, sometimes another person takes the lead at that point, like yeah. you, you need to do that. But Tiffany, any other questions on this? Like, where are you going to go um, from here? Yeah. So just back to, um, um, you said you were doing choreography. So then you go to choreography weekends. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? How long are those sessions? And then what is the rest of your, and then like, when is your first comp? Yeah. So we do, so like, ended, like when did we, I think we started 
the hip hop. I think it was at, at, like Jane. I would say like mid. I feel like after we come back. back after, it was like right before Thanksgiving break is where we started to do like. So we had a weekend. We got into the studio, and for me, like it's different. There's times like I'll like I'm like oh maybe I just want to hit half of the dance this weekend. And so like I'll, I'll plan obviously quarterly. We usually like four choreography weekends throughout they're moving until like, I mean, we, stretch of yeah, a year, I guess before, because yeah. our first competition this year was, I mean, uh, where we, where we just, two, oh weeks, my gosh, February. two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And so like what happened? So like, for example, we did that, we set the choreography. I finished a hip hop dance. I was like, great. The kids had their showcase, which was, I think the first weekend in February, which is like a, some it's places like call it pre-comp, pre-comp, but we just call it yeah. showcase where the we kids are at. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Sure. Like a, so, a send off with the crowd. You mean kind of like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, we do like a judging panel. So we bring in people okay. from like whether it's like that are local in the industry, whether my friends in town teaching, I have them come in. Um, it just depends on the time of year, but yeah. we'll do that showcase. And then from there, like what happened this year was we did the showcase. I set the choreography. Um, it usually takes me about six hours to do like feel like a full group piece, just like really, and that's more time than I a lot for. I just make sure I have enough time just so the kids can feel. Like I'm giving every percentage of what any, whether it's a transition or adding textures or layers or more things in there. And so um, six hours is usually ideal. So we'll do one day, like I'll like the kids come in on a Friday and they'll do like three hours and we'll cut the tackle right away Saturday morning. So their brains are still going kind of in that sense and we'll finish it off. Um, but this year, like, for example, kind of talking about like we, why we start our dances later and the retaining choreography stuff is like I we got the piece out there. I saw him in costume and I was like, during showcase, during showcase I, and it was like, and I was like, I'm cutting this dance. I was like, I don't like it's it. Not it. <laughs> it's not the kids. It's my choreography. We had two and a half, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I literally got the kid. I was like, Hey guys, we're learning a whole new dance. And it turned out to be the best. Dance. And they were so excited, they were so excited for, it for it. Because um, they didn't feel it. They, did, they were like, yeah, it feels good. But then it was like the excitement of like, okay, we, we compete in two weeks. So the standard for me that I'm setting for you guys is you get this dance, you retain the choreography, you get a new costume and we go on stage and they were like, okay. Like, like there's not, a, I didn't give them a time to think about it. And like, we had a couple new girls. We had like two or two or three new girls on that on group, company on that company this year that we got this season. And so like, we were like, this is a big test of time for us. Like if this culture that we're supposedly building six, it's going to reflect on the new kids. And so we got the new kids in and like our olders, our team leaders, all these people that came in that were like, this is like, you know, we just came up with winning uh, intensity nationals in Tennessee against like a studio that had like 600 okay. plus kids and we only have 50 and like, we don't have a ton so for us we're like okay we're gonna show up we're, it's quality over quantity so like I, the, the kids that come and go we're like okay if they leave it, this wasn't the right fit for them. Okay. but yeah. our kids that are here are focused and these are the ones who want to work hard. So, yeah yeah we almost pour like I, I always tell my kids I'm like my favorite dancer is the one who work, works hard because there's always like who's my favorite dancer who's my favorite dancer and I'm like you have a favorite, favorite. and then we're like, like we do I do have favorites my favorites are the ones that work hard and that want to yeah. train yeah the absolutely yeah. that today Tessa might be my favorite tomorrow someone else might be my favorite but yeah. in this moment I'm my favorite so I'm going to hone in on this and I'm going to let you guys take what you want from it and so mm-hmm. but yeah for choreography I think that's just been like the biggest thing is like we I think the training and the retaining and the technique and those things build it's like this like almost like like pimple that's about at the top and they're like getting there and we're like oh and so like they get almost more anxious when they get closer to it but it's not really an anxious feeling it's more so they're set the excitement and but they're they're retraining their brains and the way that the kids work now is like that excitement can become anxiety and it's like that that's not always the narrative you have to you know like we always say like you have to take control of your narrative so for example when the kids get to that point of like that pimple popping we're like oh here's your dance and then we don't let them think about it and it just keeps moving forward and it's right. so weird 
we always say it always works out whenever we're like, you know, get close to comp or you get close to whether it's sections or something. You're like, we have a whole new section. Well, at this point, they're going to know it or they're not. You yeah. know, like we always say, like, if they don't know it by now, they're not going to know it. When you're at the competition and there's people like running the dance over and over and you get so freaked out or like the week of competition, and you're like, well, if you don't have it now, like, you you're most like, yeah. Focus on warm ups. Yeah, it's that like could be a whole that could be yeah. a whole other topic. Well, it would yes, be, yes, oh, should yes. be like an anxiety at competition and how to fuel that adrenaline. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. uh, yep. yeah. He said yeah. one thing that I resonated with me the something about the standard because that's my big line is the standard is the standard. Like mm -hmm. at our practices, the standard of what we will settle for or what we will strive for is our standard, and what we will put mm -hmm. on the floor. Yeah is our yep. standard. And we have a big sign in our, in our practice room, a big poster that says that. And, and I feel like kids need to know that too. The standard, like for instance, if you're going to dance, uh, you know, varsity or elite at the studio, cause you know, I have a studio, I play, wear both hats, you know, the elite level, you have to have a certain level of skills to be able to be on that. You can't be yeah. on without putting the work in. Well, kind of like what you were saying, Tiffany, is if you were at another studio, would you be working hard? What is the harder what is the standard for your elite team what is the standard for your top level kids and they have to want to put that time in outside to get to that level so the last thing before we close because this is getting long uh, we can talk <laughs> we can talk all day but the um fun aspect anything that you you struggle with there tiffany like the fun keeping it fun or not really. I mean, I think we do a pretty good job. I think um, just right now it's not fun um, because I think, you know, I mean, I know all the, I've read all the tricks and, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. ways to do it to make it, you know, to get him to do choreography over and over again, but also make it fun. But, um, you know, I think, yeah. So I, I think we're good on that. Good. Um, yeah. So I mean, has this um, helped you at all? Um, yes. Could I just ask one more question? I, um, so we, I just, we started, I love what, like what you guys just said, because we started last year teaching choreography in August and that was new for us. But our thing was like, we need more time. Um, but I feel that it's too much. They're burnt time. out. And yeah. so I love what you were saying, because I feel like the kids get bored with the, comments, oh, with for the choreography. Sure. And then it's like, we can't get any more out of them. Yep. It doesn't yeah. matter how many times we do it. Cause it's like, they're, it's just stale. They're done. They're yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for that. No, of course we, we just started doing like, even I told the kids last week, I'm like, I have this idea. I was like, I want you guys to be giant, like dust clouds of like for a jazz dance. And they were like, Whoa, that's so, and like, in my brain, I'm just like racking ideas of concepts yeah. and all these things. And, and they were like, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably start a piece in like a couple of weeks. And they're like, okay. So I'll message the parents. I'm like, hey, who wants to do whatever? And so we'll get kids that will opt into doing that. And then I'm like, then I have a whole new piece of so my brain's going. So I'm like, okay, I have a concept. Instead of waiting until next year, obviously it's not always, but we put that into our contracts. We tell the parents like, this could happen, just budget accordingly. And so one of those situations, I have a piece, I have an idea and the kids are like amped Let's about go. it. And like, yeah. even them running their dances with Tesla, we have competition today, but they all of a sudden like, I go in and like, now that whole narrative is switched. All these kids are like, dancing crazy yeah. full out. And I'm like, I'm almost like kind of taken back. I'm like, okay, so we're excited because they want to be in this new piece. So they're even like, now there's another incentive that makes them excited, whether it is a new solo or, you know, a new group piece or whatever. But one thing I did want to just say before, I think this has changed us, our trajectory a lot for a lot of things is like taking ownership in front of the kids in the sense yeah. of like, if I have a moment where I have that 
you know, and obviously this is per teacher, um, but Tessa and I, like, if I walk away, I'll just, I'll, whether it's being like, I leave or whatever, I come back the next day, I've reflected and I'll tell the kids like, that was not the best reaction. And I do apologize for that. But moving forward, this needs to be our standard together. And that has been a big thing. Like, yeah, just telling them like that, owning that as a human, like I have seen more like turn around for my kids being like, like me be walking and being like, today's not, it's not a day for me. And I've had, you know, I didn't want to get out of bed this morning. I barely wanted to go to the gym. Like this is, this is real life stuff that I deal with that it's, you guys also may deal with. And so like, if I can make it as related without over, there's a boundary obviously, but like today's not my day and that's okay. And if it's your day, I'm here for you, but just know for me, I'm I'm not really here for myself, but I showed up for you guys because I want to be here versus I have to be here. And Mm -hmm. so owning that as a person and as from a personal standpoint, it helps them see, it helps them level. Level how with them with us and with themselves. Like, okay, today's not their day, but I'm here. So I showed up. What can I do uh, from their standpoint? So that's been really huge. I think just owning who we are as people, because as artists and as creatives, we, you know, there's a business standpoint where we have to look from, but there's also a point where like integrity of what I do and what I teach that I want to also make sure is taught and you know, to my kids. Like, yeah. like I said, I have kids in Boston, New York that I'm like, okay, you guys are doing this. Like I, they call me and they're like, we did this today in X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, okay, that little glimpse of like rehearsal last year at 10 PM at night, somehow bled off until they're into the industry for them yeah. and seeing them now working. It's like, that for me is all I needed, you know, but it was more of the personal reflection and being like, this is not my day or I am having a moment. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you guys to know this is where I'm coming from and like kind of reeling it back and toning the, taking a, to- a different tone to it. Cause as teachers, we are, my tone's always up here. I'm going like a million miles an hour and mm-hmm. the kids are like, so having to reel it back, that's a skill that I think everyone can just use on a day-to-day basis, but yeah. putting it into a teaching standpoint has been really helpful for us and what we do and with our kids too. So I love it. I think the, we've touched on so many great things. Yeah. You know, I, I think our goal has to always be to strive to be a better teacher, strive to be a better business owner, but we're people, you know, and I think, yeah. you know, I, if I do something that's not my best self, I, I try to apologize. I think that oh, yeah. that teaches them a lot. It teaches yeah. them that you're human too, you yeah. know, so well, everybody, thank you so very much. This was great. We got to do it again because I feel like a lot of great things came out of it. So good luck at your competition today. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you going? Where, where are you going? Yeah. We're going to Legacy at Roy Wilkins. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's our it's our our next one is the big event. We have that coming for, for Hall of Fame. Same Roy Wilkins. So we're able to kind of test the waters and like staging and that kind of stuff. So it's nice to just get the kids on stage again and just That's see what we got to do. And then change giant sections of dance. I just always do that. I'm like, I don't like this part. Let's just rip it out. And yeah, yeah. Oh, we else. do that a lot. We do that a lot. And, I think the, the kids like it. Creative. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they have, yep. they yeah. Come up. I know last year yeah. we were, here we go. I'm said to wrap it up. No, I, know. It's okay. I, I know last year when we, we were doing a dance, we did a Gaga number and uh, yeah. we just kept adding things to it. But the new, the newness of it, like we'd edit out a part and add it in. It yeah. kept them on their toes, you know, so that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, Tiffany and Tessa and Ben. Thank you so much for being on this. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thank Thank you. you.